Hello and welcome to the final episode of season one of the Vampire Diaries Diaries, in which we will be discussing the final episode of season one of the Vampire Diaries. Kind of makes sense. Yes, it's Founders Day. Uh, So I'm Claire and I'm joined by my co-host Beth. Uh, We finally made it to the end of season one. It's very exciting. Uh, a little bit disappointing. Uh, I was kind of, even though I know, you know, what happens on the show, I was hoping somehow a rift in the space-time continuum might have happened, and the show would go completely differently, where Founders Day doesn't happen until the last episode, like the series finale. <laughs> the, all seven seasons happen in the course of one calendar year, leading up to this. Like that would have been really funny. It would have been. And everybody ages seven years, even the vampires. Whoa, I. Founders Day was never going to come yeah. for some reason. There were a um, lot of events leading up to it. There were. Alright, I'm going to go back and count it and share it with the people, but there had to be at least eight events. Yeah, like starting with the Founders Party, which was different than the Founders Kickoff Party. <laughs> and different than the Founders Court. And the Founders Bachelor Auction. Oh my god. It was just a lot. And... Considering the buildup, the actual, like, celebration was pretty low-key. It was just, like, people standing around in the town square watching fireworks. And I guess there was a parade. It wasn't any way cooler than any of the other events. Mm Mm-mm. It was, like, it wasn't even as good as the Comet. It was basically like the 4th of July. Yeah, but also in the fireworks scene, did you notice that everybody was loudly cheering for every firework. And they were like screaming like they had never seen fireworks before in their life. I know. Nobody watches fireworks like that except for maybe babies who yeah. are old enough not to be scared of them and young enough. Not I don't know. To I feel like they were cool. kind of scared sounding screams myself. <laughs> oh, it's like when the first movie came out and it started with the, the train coming right at the camera and people in the theater screamed because they thought the train was going to come out and run them over. Wow, I didn't know that was a thing. It was. The first movie? Sure. Okay. I learned that in my film class in college, but I also more learned it from an episode of Gilmore Girls. Oh, I love it. Where Lorelai has Luke over for movie night because Rory's at college and can't do it with her. And Luke sees the FBI warning is like, what's that? (laughs) And Lorelai makes fun of him. This is not the Gilmore Girls diaries or Gilmore Guys. Uh, And we also jumped basically to the last half of the episode already, so maybe we should rewind a little bit. Oh man. Well, first I need to give the people a disclaimer about what's what's going on in the world so they can place this in the space-time continuum. (laughs) So my wedding is one week from today. Today was my last day of work. I'm off for two full work weeks, which equates to like 16 days, and this is a cause for celebration. So I've I poured myself a Tammy Taylor-sized glass of wine, and then I poured myself another Tammy Taylor-sized glass of wine, and I've literally been screaming at this episode. It was yes. so, so good. Watching Beth watch this episode was almost better than watching the episode itself. <laughs> it was so crazy. I just can't get around it. Also, the nuclear threats are imminent, so I've decided to make the most of this time. So I think this is going to be a really good episode. We're podcasting to the fullest. <laughs> we are. Podcasts like there's no tomorrow. Because there might not be. Piolo. Carpe Yolo. Carpe uh, Yolo. 
So a couple of bits of housekeeping, I think, before we get started. Mm-hmm. Four minutes have already passed. Uh, so first, I'd like to deeply apologize. We we actually got something wrong last episode when know. we were talking about the reveal about Uncle John being Uncle Father John, and we talked about how that made everybody related. We mistakenly said that Aunt Jenna was blood related to Elena, but she is not. Oh. Like, she is not even remotely blood related to Elena. And for some reason, it felt like she was. Well, I still think she is, so explain it to me. Because Elena's biological mother is Isabel, who is not related to any of the Gilberts in any way, or the Summers. And then Uncle John Gilbert is her dad. So she's blood related to the Gilbert side of the family, but not the Summers side. So I'm very embarrassed about this. I also don't know how families work. I'm so sorry. After you shamed me. It'll never happen again. And also just wanted to share, I know we touched a little bit last week on uh, the legality of Alaric and Isabel's marriage uh, after her transition into a vampire. Uh, You might recall my brother Tom uh, issued his opinion that the marriage contract is still binding. However, uh, after we recorded the episode, uh, my sister-in-law Kathy said that she thought that it would not stand anymore especially if she allowed Alaric to believe she was dead, which she did. Wow, so, dissenting opinions. Dissenting opinions. I don't know who I agree with. I want Alaric to not have to be married to Isabel anymore, so I guess I'm going to say Team Kathy. Cool. Yeah. I agree, because I don't want that for Alaric. But it's still a mystery, and one that I don't believe ever gets brought up on the show again. How will we live with ourselves? <laughs> So, with all that said, uh, the beginning of this episode was actually a complete fake-out. They made it look like it was a flashback to 1864 because Nina Dobrev was wearing a flouncy, big-skirted dress and having the back tied up, uh, corset style, and Stefan was wearing a very 1864 suit and, like, there was some kind of, like old-timey filter on the camera, like maybe some Vaseline around the edges of the lens. <laughs> but then we see Aunt Jenna pop up from, like, over Elena's shoulder, and we realize they're getting ready for the Founders Day Parade. Oh, shit. You gotta show. <laughs> they got, well, they got me many times in this episode, <laughs> and this is just the first one. Oh, yeah. So I was super excited because I thought it was an 1864 flashback and I was a little disappointed that it wasn't. But then I got excited again when I realized that everyone was dressed up in costumes for the Founders Day Parade. Mm -hmm. And it seemed to mostly be the people on the Miss Mystic Falls float and the history class float. Oh my god, dad (laughs) history class float. Which was Tyler's creation and and what a creation it was. Uh, We'll get there pretty fast actually because we kind of launch right into the everybody getting ready for the parade people are running around in old-timey costumes and damon comes up to where stefan's waiting around for elena and Stefan's like what are you doing here damon oh my god i know and damon's like hey bro what up i'm just here to eat cotton candy and steal your girl <laughs> oh yeah burn so Damon's really just not going to let Stefan live down that stupid-ass speech from last week, like, stay away from my girlfriend, and rightly so. Yeah, that's such bullshit. As I said while we were watching the episode, jealous isn't sexy. No. You hear that, 
people of Earth. All men. And some ladies. And those in between. True. Uh, Jealousy, not a good look, doesn't help anything, and you should examine your life and maybe talk to a therapist. I really think Stefan would benefit greatly from talk therapy. Yeah. I've never thought about it before, but he has a lot of shit like going on in his mind. He does, and he's repressing a lot. Not even just his human memories, but also his like will to kill people and drink their blood. Yeah. He yeah, he just like reacts to everything in the dumbest way possible, just like turning himself into an asshole. But then we get to laugh at him with Damon, so that's nice. Yeah, so while Damon's taunting Stefan about stealing his girlfriend, Elena kind of walks into the shot and she's wearing her old tiny dress and her hair is all curly. And Damon looks at her and gets the biggest boner I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Like, not a face boner like a vampire, but like a legitimate dick boner. And it's like a conflicted boner too because he was just telling Stefan, oh, Elena's not Catherine. And then she rolls up looking exactly like Catherine. Like, I think the same textiles were used for her dress as the ones from the 1864 flashbacks. And he's like, this boner is somehow both for Catherine and Elena. And somehow, like, even though they are identical, that's weird. It is weird. And also a conflicted boner is, like, the best book title ever. (laughs) It's like... For some reason, it makes me think of an inconvenient truth. <laughs> that's why I, th- I think that's what I think of. I mean, an inconvenient boner would also be a good... <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. Uh, hashtag boner a movie. <laughs> anyway, enough about boners. Uh, and into the other sense of boner, where it means, like, dweeb. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we then go back to the Gilbert house, where Jeremy is getting ready for his role in the war float. Uh, he is, so, I think that he's there with Anna, right? Yeah, or she, like, pops into the room while he's getting dressed. Yeah, so he's putting on some, like, old-timey-ass outfit, just like everybody else in this episode, and Anna, like, comes in, and then for some reason Jeremy just starts talking about how, like, Uncle John is alright, and Uh. his opinions about vampires are valid yeah well it starts with him being like anna are you okay i've been so worried about you Mm -hmm. and she's like uncle john gilbert killed my mom and he's like are you sure (laughs) it's like are you stupid like a of all nobody else knew that pearl was a vampire b of all he hates vampires (laughs) and he's like well you gotta understand that like He thinks all vampires are evil and he thinks he's just protecting us. And, you know, he really wants to protect the town and it's understandable. I'm like, you fucker. Yeah. He just killed your girlfriend's mom for no reason. Like, shut the fuck up. Even if you you, like believe the things you're saying, which is stupid, like maybe don't say them to Anna right now. Right? She's still reeling from the death of her mother after she waited her for her to get out of a tomb for like a hundred years. Ugh. Fucking Jeremy, man. Ugh. Yeah, so he's an Uncle John apologist on top of every fucking thing else. Yeah. And somehow Anna still like 
likes him after that speech because she says that she needs to leave town because it's not safe, obviously. Uncle John knows she's a vampire, too. And so she says she's going to go away and he can come with her and she'll turn him into a vampire just like he wanted. And Jeremy, of course, is a giant wiener and he's just like, well, I wanted to be a vampire before, but now I'm not so sure, but turning off my emotion sounds really good. So maybe someday. Yeah. And she gives him a vial of her blood like they're Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie or something. Yes. (laughs) And he puts it in his desk drawer to think about. Because, you know, if he drinks it and then dies, he'll become a vampire if he then feeds on someone. So he just has that one in his pocket. And I'm sure it's not going to come up later. No, definitely not. No. So we leave this unfortunate scene and (laughs) go back to another unfortunate moment. This might have been my favorite scene of the whole episode. Are you sure? There's a lot to come. I know, but this one was just so perfect. Can I tell the people? Okay, so we just cut into Stefan explaining that Uncle John is Elena's dad to Elena. Like, we get no preamble. We get no, like, setup for the scene. He's pretty much like, yeah, it makes sense because he was in love with Isabel when she was a teenager, so it seems like he's your dad. And Elena's like, oh, Oh, no. I hope that's not true. (laughs) Yeah, like, fucking Stefan, you're adopted. (laughs) Uncle John is your dad. Like, and he he tells her that he wanted to tell her before Damon tells her in, like, a stupid way. It was like, this is a stupid way. Standing in the middle of a crowd of people, like, before they had to be on a float in a parade. I think that is an inappropriate moment, (laughs) Stefan. Like, he couldn't have told her this morning, like... He couldn't have told her, like, last night, assuming that this is the day after the last episode, which is not, for sure. (laughs) But I think uh, my favorite part of this scene was, Elena says she hopes that Uncle John is not her dad because, quote, I have enough problems with the family I actually care about. (laughs) Yes, Elena, get it, girl. Unfortunately, she's mostly, mostly talking about Jeremy, who is being a little punk and, like, refusing to talk to her. Like, she tries to have a friendly conversation with him uh, in the parade crowd, and he's just like, leave me alone. But you were more sympathetic to him than I was. I I had one moment where I liked what he said to Elena. I I didn't like him. I liked his response to Elena. You're a Jeremy Gilbert apologist. Just like your fiance. Oh my god, please. I would never. You two truly are meant to be. Stop! I'm going to punch you in the face. (gasps) Oh my god. It's getting severe up in here. Things are escalating quickly, just like (laughs) the international nuclear arms race. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, So anyway, speaking of nuclear arms races, the feud between Matt and Tyler (laughs) is still going strong. A plus transition. Caroline and Matt are, like, getting their picture taken in their fancy float outfits. Uh, Bonnie is taking the picture. And then Tyler strolls up in his, like, Confederate soldier costume that looks a lot like the one that Damon wore in the flashback, except, like, gray, like, kind of whitey gray. Yeah, like, I was Whitey gray, that is a color. (laughs) So good. I was thinking that it was the Confederate soldier outfit, like, the same one. 
Um, and it wouldn't surprise me that that's who Tyler would choose to dress up as for the Founders Day. Yeah. Whatever the fuck this is, parade. Absolutely. Uh, and Caroline says she wants a picture with Bonnie, and Tyler's like, I'll take the picture. And Matt's like, I'll be at the float, Caroline. And he storms away. Yeah, and then Tyler is all like, I said I was sorry. And then Caroline, again, is the voice of reason. She's like, Tyler, you made out with his mom, and then you beat the piss out of him, or something like that. (laughs) I always forget that he beat him up afterwards. Like, that is so fucked up. I know. I have a theory of why Tyler's so aggressive, but we'll get there. Okay. So, Caroline's still holding it down. I love her. Yeah. And then it's parade time. The ladies and their boyfriends get on top of the float. We get a brief glimpse of Tina Fell. Hey, girl, hey. Tina for president. Yes. And she's looking fly with her overly tanned skin and overly bleached hair. Yes, girl. I wonder if it, like, breaks her probation to be riding on a float since it's, like, a motor vehicle. Oh, yeah. Well, she's not driving. Don't give her the keys. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, I think it's Carol Lockwood, like, what do you call it? I wanted to say narrating the parade. <laughs> like, she, commentating. She's the Matt Lauer of the <laughs> yes. Founders Day Parade. And she's like, and now Mr. Saltzman's class has created a float themed for the Battle of Willow Creek. And it's like all these douchey, like, high school boys in war costumes, like, standing just, like, on this really plain-looking float. And, like, one of them... Pretends to shoot the other, who's like, oh. Yeah, he like holds his stomach and like. But he's like giggling. To fall over. Yeah. Like wow, good job, kids. Uh, it was. Stupid. You did it. <laughs> I really feel like I'm there. Uh, so aside from the Willow Creek float, we have some other highlights, like the fucking football team <laughs> with one bale of hay on the back of a truck and like the cheerleaders dancing around it. And the football like, team's hayride cart, by the way, is being dragged by like a John Deere tractor. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Like, I guess Virginia is technically the South, but this seems more like a, a we love history, New england type of Southern town yeah. than like a hay bale, like Heart of Dixie type town. Yeah, so that was a stupid fucking float. It was. Try again. <laughs> do not pass, pass go. Do not spend $200. <laughs> spend $200? <laughs> receive? What's the terminology? Do not collect $200. <laughs> do not play a lot of Monopoly on your iPad. Uh, I don't play it on my iPad, but I went through a period in college where I played Monopoly like every day instead of going to class. So anyway, Bonnie is watching the parade from the crowd. Why is Bonnie not allowed to be involved in like any of the town shit? Because she has bangs. It's because she's black. Her family goes back to the founding, and yet she doesn't get to be part of any of the founders shit. That's really fucked up. Sorry to go there, but I'm going there. You should. We all she doesn't should. get to be on the founders court. She's not considered a founding family member, I don't think. No, she's not, which is ridiculous because Emily was there. Yeah, she was hella there. And she, like, saved the town or whatever by bewitching Jonathan Gilbert's fake inventions. <laughs> to pretend that he actually knew something. Yeah, um, so fuck you, Mystic Falls. I hope you all die. <laughs> Anyway, Damon, like, swoops in in front of Bonnie to, like, 
wave flirtily at Elena from the crowd as she goes by, and she's like, Ugh, Damon. And Stefan's like turning into the Hulk. Yeah, Stefan was getting salty up there. For yeah. Sure. And so, then. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh well, Damon turns around and is like, Bonnie. You think it's going to be some of the typical Damon back on his bullshit? I know, except he earnestly looks at her and he's like, Bonnie, I sincerely thank you for destroying Jonathan Gilbert's device. It had the capacity to kill me, and I know that you didn't have to do it but thank you and I owe you. And it was very heartfelt. Yeah. It was like, wow, Damon, that was nice. And she's like, oh, shit. Because yeah. she only pretended to fix it, as she told Caroline last week. And she's like, I did it for Elena. Uh, I think I hear somebody calling my name. Bye. <laughs> yeah, she peaced. So that's awkward. So while all of this is going on, there's like some secret evil meeting happening in one of the storefronts along the parade route. <laughs> I think it's uh, Grace and Gilbert's old doctor's office, a.k.a. Pearl's old apothecary. Oh, shit. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And it's Uncle John Gilbert and Mayor Lockwood. And they're playing there's with the Gilbert doodad. I never want to see together. Yeah, right. Just two douchebags. Looking at some gears. Yes. So, like, Uncle John has, like, two pieces to it, and he pretty much pops one of the gears and tells Mayor Lockwood, this device emits a high frequency that will incapacitate any vampires that are within, like, five miles or something. And he tells them that it's only going to work for five minutes, so they have to release it at the right time. And it only works once. It only works once. Like, again, I even know what it did. What is the process of Jonathan Gilbert inventing this? Like, I'm going to make this device that can incapacitate vampires, but I think it should only work once. Yeah, (laughs) that would be something that Jonathan Gilbert would think is possible. And then all of his male lineage thinking is possible. So it's basically like a dog whistle that they're going to blow and... All, they're going to do it during the Founders Day like celebration because Uncle John Gilbert's inside sources have told him that the tomb vampires are planning a revenge attack on the town at that time. So they're going to use it and all the tomb vampires will like freak out and so they'll know which ones to stab with Vervain and then they'll take care of them. Yeah. To be honest, I thought the invention would be something like more imminently violent. Yeah. Just the dog whistle was kind of a surprise, but I get it. Yeah. I mean, considering it's a Jonathan Gilbert invention, it's not a bad plan. Yeah, true. Why they didn't use it in 1864, I don't know, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Yep, they're ready to use it now. And uh, speaking of the tomb vampires, they're also having an evil meeting wherever it is that they're living and their leader is like, when the fireworks start, start attacking, and the founding families will be sitting by the stage, so let's get them, boys. And every single person in this room is a white man, by the way. Yeah. So, like, all the tomb vampires who were not white men, like, had better sense. Just think that that should be noted. Oh, yeah, for sure. Pearl and Harper. And anybody else who maybe just disappeared. Yeah, who just left. 
I wish we had more background about the two vampires because I wasn't invested in like the fact that they were here whatsoever. So yeah. Just to like, oh, they're mad about the founding families. I feel like they're just some bodies to throw in there to cause trouble. Yeah, for sure. But uh, Anna rolls up into the room and she's like, "Hey, boys," and she says that she's gonna join them, or she insinuates. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's trying to get in with the two vampires. She's trying to get in with the in crowd. So after the parade, it, it seems everybody just goes to the Mystic Grill as per usual. Uh-huh. And Elena has changed into her street clothes. <laughs> and she walks in and Damon's there and he's like, I like you better like this. That old timey look didn't really work for you. I'm like, stop negging her, Damon. That's not going to work. I mean, sadly, maybe it will. But don't. I know. But Elena's like, is that an insult? He's like, no, it's a compliment. Uh, and like no. the subtext is he likes her better than Catherine. Catherine. Yeah. Which sure. is like, whoa. I know. That's intense. So Elena was like, don't make me regret being your friend. Ooh. Yeah. It's not great. No, but we do have Jeremy in the background enjoying some solo fries. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he's just kind of sitting there being sad, eating his fries, and Elena goes up to him, and she's like, Jeremy, we're siblings. We need to get past this. I know I lied to you, erased your memory, killed your girlfriend. Like, she just listed all of these fucking things that normal people wouldn't get over, and he's like, she's like, where can we go to fix this? And he's like, you could go to hell, Elena. Except he says it like, you can go to hell, Elena. Yeah. See, this was the only redeeming moment for Jeremy I felt in the whole season because Elena is pretending like the shit that she did isn't bad. I don't think she is, though. Like, I was really mad at Jeremy in the scene. I was like, she has just, like, sincerely apologized and admitted she was wrong. And... The things she did weren't, like, selfish. She thought she was doing the right thing. And, like, obviously she wasn't. But she's just a teenage girl. Like, what the fuck does she know? I, I know. I just feel like she's too nonchalant about, well, like, erasing someone's memory. <laughs> like, that's yeah, serious. I guess. I mean, she is very wrapped up in her own shit. But It's true. I mean, Jeremy Gilbert... Is Jeremy Gilbert, yes. so it's like less bad to do something fucked up to him. <laughs> oh shit, it's true. I know. Morals and ethics with Claire and Beth. <laughs> so that was annoying, and but it led to one of my favorite parts where Jeremy storms off and Damon runs out into the street to catch up with him. He's like, nobody understands me. My life is so horrible. He just does a spot on Jeremy impression. Oh, yeah. I'm a teenager. I have so many feelings. <laughs> it's like, you tell him, Damon. Oh, it was so good. I mean, it wasn't as good as our impressions of Jeremy and Gilbert, but... I felt like he was doing an impression of us doing an impression <laughs> of Jeremy. He probably was somehow. Yeah. Oh, is this like... Time is not linear. Time is a... Oh, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, they had a time turner. It's a Harry Potter crossover. Yeah. Um, so he starts, like, getting kind of aggressive with Jeremy because he's like, it's none of your business. <laughs> and he basically is like, it's not Elena's fault. Like, I'm the one who erased your memory. Like, calm the fuck down. 
And then he like grabs Jeremy's arm and Stefan swoops in from out of nowhere and is like, hey, leave him alone. Are you okay, Jeremy? Yeah. Uh, I was like, shut the fuck up, Stefan. Coming in, trying to be the hero. I don't get why Damon like got so like aggro on Jeremy. Like I understand that he's annoying, but I feel like he just kind of like took it to the next level. Well, it's because he was being mean to Elena, and that made Damon sad because of his feelings. So, but then Stefan's like, well, Jeremy, like, what he's trying to say is that you shouldn't be so hard on her, you know, something, something, something. And then it comes to them just, like, boldly saying out of nowhere, like, Damon turned Vicky and I killed her. So, and it was because she was going to kill your sister. So, like, calm down. I know. They just freely admit it. And, like, very casually. Yeah. It's like, listen. Damon turned Vicky and I killed her. Nothing to see here. <laughs> what? And Jeremy's just like, what? Yeah, Jeremy doesn't fucking know what to do. Like, what did he think happened? He probably, th- I don't know. He probably didn't think about it, to be yeah. truthful. He doesn't know. He was just too sad that he could never Zoom with Vicky. Nope. So I think at this point, Jeremy just kind of like runs off and cries somewhere probably. Yeah. And Stefan and Damon kind of have a little brother moment. And Stefan is kind of like, hey, Damon, what the fuck are you doing? I know that you're not doing any of this for the right reason. And he's like, Elena's relationship with her brother is none of your business. <sighs> I'm like, oh, no, I don't have to deal with Jeremy Gilmer. What a shame. <laughs> Thank you, Stefan. But he gets very jealous and possessive again. And he's like... This would only be the right reasons if you didn't want something out of it. And Damon's just like, whoop, shrug. Yeah, he's the he's a good shrugger. Yeah. And then I think we go to another, like, founders meeting. And for some reason, Damon has not been involved in any of these, even though he's, like, the favorite member of the council. I think it's because Sheriff Forbes has been out of the loop, and she's, like, yeah. the one that's like, Damon, you are our town's hero. <laughs> But she does end up being involved in this one where uh, Uncle John Gilbert and Mayor Lockwood share their fun plan. And she's like, uh, hell no, our children are going to be there. I am the sheriff. And I say, no. Uh, this pissed me off so much. So, yeah, fucking Father Uncle John and Mayor Lockwood get, get this grand scheme to use the device and round up all the vampires at the most public venue possible. And Sheriff Forbes is like, no, fuck you, as we've just established. But then they were like, we've already told all of your deputies and they're in for it. And I just can't stand them undermining Sheriff Forbes' authority, Mm -hmm. going to her deputies and establishing this plan without her approval. And also, what deputies? (laughs) Also a good question, because we haven't seen them at any crime scene yet. And yet there's a lot of them in this episode. I'm like, where have they been? Uh, I don't know. She's been, like, sending local townsfolk out to do, like, her investigation. <laughs> and obviously they know about vampires since they're being given, like, vervain weapons. Oh my goodness, so true. Uh, this is just my early wire men with women yeah. not be included in mm-hmm. important meetings. And also the woman being the one who is right. Like, this was a terrible idea. <laughs> 
we'll use our entire town and our children as bait. <laughs> Sounds good. Seems like it what could go wrong? Mayor Lockwood and fucking Uncle John. So Uncle John isn't having um, Sheriff Forbes's dissent. I don't know why I keep saying dissent. I can't stop, <laughs> can't stop saying You are possessed by the ghost of a lawyer. Yes. So he just fucking pops her on the back of the head so she passes out and he handcuffs her to some sort of large object in her office. Yeah, and he's like so slick about it. He's like, oh, Liz, could I have a moment alone so like Mayor Lockwood won't see it happen? And then he just sneaks up behind her and clocks her. And I came up with a really wonderful pun here. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. I clocked the sheriff after stealing all her deputies. (laughs) Bravo. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. So, yeah, now it's Founder's Day, and it's become Founder's Night. It's dark outside. Everybody's gathered in the town square. There's, like, a big stage set up at the front, and our friends are all kind of wandering around, thinking everything's cool. But I think what happens is that Anna comes up and warns Damon. Oh, that's right. I forget what she says. Uh, well, she, like, finds him, and he's like, what the hell are you doing here? And she's like, listen, the tomb vampires want revenge, and they're here, and they're going to attack when the fireworks start. Okay. He's like, how do you know? And she's like, oh, I told them I was with them, but I'm not. Thanks, Anna. Yeah, so she warns them. Damon tracks down Stefan and Elena, and so how decides he has to cover, like, talking to them about this by like holding Elena's hand very romantically while she's also holding hands with Stefan. I'm like, that doesn't look suspicious. Yeah, right? And he's that like, I, o- I can only tell you what's happening in 15 words or less. I'm like, you have time. I know. Like, what the fuck? The fireworks haven't even started yet. Yeah, so he's like, the tomb vampires are here and something, something. Yeah, they want to attack the founding family. So get Elena out of here and get her safe. Yeah. But so Elena's then, like, oh, but Jeremy's here somewhere. We had to find him. Oh, yeah. And Stephanie's like, come on, we'll find him. No, just leave him. Let alone. him die. Who cares? <laughs> so while Stefan and Elena go look for Jeremy, Damon decides to go look for Alaric, and he stumbles upon him pretty quickly. And he's like, hey, Rick, you still got those vampire killing tools in your car? And Alaric was like, of course. I carry them with me everywhere. <laughs> Uh, and he's just like, well, we might need them. There's tomb vampires. And Alaric does not ask any questions. He's just like, okay. And he like goes yeah. to get his arsenal. I think Damon says tomb vamps. Here. Oh, yes. I feel like this is the first time they said vamps. Except for vamp jer. <laughs> Unfortunately, vamp jer is prescient. Because I think they call them vamps a lot in oh, the really? future. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Alaric scurries off to get uh, his tools, his weapons, and then we flash back over to the Mystic Grill, where Tyler is like playing pool by himself, maybe. Yeah, he is. He's like, trying to look cool. Caroline and Matt sit in a booth like two feet away. Matt is just like has steam coming out of his ears. I'm like, maybe you should go somewhere else. I know. Well, he works there. So. Oh, yeah, true. But is he on a shift? 
No, he's definitely not on a shift, but I feel like he's getting that sweet mystic girl because <laughs> oh, he doesn't yes. want to go anywhere else. Good call. Also, only restaurant in town. Also true. So Tyler's playing pool by himself, and Mary Lockwood kind of barrels in, and he's like, Tyler, I told you to go home immediately, because Mary Lockwood is privy to the vampire attack that's a, well, the reverse vampire attack <laughs> that he thinks is about to go down. Um, and Tyler's like, no, I wanted to stay here, and I wanted to be aggro and play pool. So Mary Lockwood kind of, like, grabs him by his arm and pulls him. Um. And then Caroline runs up and she's like, Mary Lockwood, like, what's going on here? Or like, how's it going? Yeah. She just like diffuses the situation immediately because she is awesome. She is awesome. Like Matt's kind of looking uncomfortable, but Caroline just gets up in there and she's like, Mayor, what's yeah. the haps? Oh, she's so good. And Mary Lockwood is basically like, please go home. I'm asking you, like, you got to go home. You can take your friends. Like, you should all just get out of here. Like, be more suspicious right now. Like, you're going to blow your plan. The tomb vampires could be in this room right now. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. But Stefan is like, wow, my dad's actually, like, being sincerely nice to me right now. <laughs> Wait, did and, you just say Stefan instead of Tyler? Did I? <laughs> I could have hallucinated. Oh, my God. But I think you may. I'm ashamed of myself. Tyler is like, holy shit, my dad's being <laughs> sincerely nice to me right now. It must be serious. And so he grabs Matt and Caroline, and Matt somehow, like, agrees to go with. Yeah. And Mary Lockwood's like, here, here are my keys. Take my car. Drive home. And they get in the car. For sure. And this is, I think, when you said, I'm getting really stressed out. Yeah. Things are escalating, and there's also some creepy background music starting to go. Yeah. And then uh, we get to, like, the main event, which is basically just a speech from Mary Lockwood about how Mystic Falls is such a wonderful, safe town that everybody would love to live in. Yeah, and that the founders made it so safe and prosperous. And you're like, oh. <laughs> and then he introduces the fireworks display. And I was pretty impressed with the CGI here. I thought yeah. it was going to be worse. Like Maybe it was real fireworks. Maybe. They can't be that expensive. If, like, every town can do them and people can buy them. That's true. And, and they do cer- it at their this house. This episode certainly didn't waste their budget on, like, known songs. So. <laughs> or good songs. Or, yeah. Very true. I feel like somebody's going to listen to this who had a song on this show and just cry. Sorry. We were talking about that other song. Yours yeah. was good. Yeah, your sexy song was good. <laughs> So the fireworks start and we see all of the tomb vampires like around in the crowd. And a lot of them are wearing like Founders Day t-shirts that they like got somehow (laughs) to blend in. But they're all acting really suspicious. Yeah, like when they panned over the crowd, you could just tell who was the tomb vampire like right away. Yeah, like as soon as he started, like Mary Lockwood started saying how great the Founders were, all of them just looked disgusted. (laughs) I'm like, good job, guys. But. So while the crowd is loudly cheering, like we mentioned earlier with the fireworks, Mary Lockwood grabs his wife's hand and they kind of run off the stage and the tomb vampires start trailing them pretty immediately. Yeah. And meanwhile, back at the old apothecary, Damon walks in where Jonathan Gilbert's like preparing the device. And Damon at this point is convinced that the device doesn't work. But he knows that the tomb vampires are going to attack. So he thinks that just like a lot of people are going to die. He's like, Uncle John Gilbert, you don't know what the fuck you've done. 
And he's like, oh, I think I know exactly what I'm doing. And he turns on the device, and as we knew, it works. Yeah, Bonnie didn't destroy it like she pretended that she did. Yeah, and a horrible noise starts. Damon's, like, grabbing his ears, and we start seeing all of our vampire friends collapsing all over the place. Like, Stefan was leading Elena out of the crowd, but, like, collapses on the sidewalk. Anna and Jeremy are, like, in the Mystic Girl bathroom hugging for some reason. (laughs) And she collapses in his arms. Mm -hmm. Uh, People throughout the crowd start collapsing. And the mysterious deputies start running around and, like, shanking people with (laughs) vervain syringes. And... It starts getting really real, and some surprising uh, individuals seem to be affected by the device. Yeah, so Mayor Lockwood goes down like a ton of bricks and starts bleeding from the ear, and Mrs. Lockwood is all like, help, help, there's something wrong with him. And the craziest part for me is that Tyler is driving home with Matt and Caroline at his father's request. But we know that the device has a pretty decent range. So he's affected as well. So he's driving the car. His head starts, like, doing that thing. And he just straight up swerves into a guardrail. Yeah. So for some reason, the Lockwood boys are affected by the device. And that is a surprise. It is. We don't know what's going on with them, though. But definitely the deputy is just like turn on Mayor Lockwood immediately and they drag him off to the apothecary along with everybody else. <laughs> they do. They probably feel about Mayor Lockwood the way that I do. Yeah. It's like, sweet. Let's throw him in there. Even like if he hadn't collapsed, I might have just been like, oh, another one. <laughs> yeah. Like just like do that thing where you kick somebody in the back of the knees so they fall down and then they just cart him away. <laughs> So Anna uh, gets dragged away and Jeremy's screaming for her and it's really emotional. Uh, A deputy sees Stefan and starts to come at him, but then Alaric swoops and he's like, hey, buddy, I've got this one. There's another one over there. I'm like, slick acting, bro. Like, you're not even wearing a cop uniform. Like, why would this dude think that he can believe you? I know, but for some reason he did, luckily for Stefan. So Alaric's able to like help Elena carry Stefan into some type of downstairs alley. Yeah, possibly where uh, Damon stashed that girl who framed Lexi, R.I.P. Yeah, I was thinking that that was the same spot. So a deputy has been down there in the past, so I guess we have met one once. Because remember, oh, right. he stood there watching her for like a half hour, like not comforting <laughs> her until Sheriff Forbes arrived. <laughs> God, these people are fucking useless. Yeah. So shit is super real. All of the people who were affected are getting dragged into this basement. And uh, Uncle John Gilbert starts pouring gasoline all over them. And I'm like, they're all incapacitated. Could you not just like stake them all first instead of burning them alive? Like you asshole. But as soon as I said that, I regretted it because then he pulls out a stake and goes over to where Anna is. And for some reason, it's personal with her. Yeah. I guess, like, how dare you touch my nephew? He's a Gilbert. Uh, do you think... Th- I was wondering what was fueling his specific rage with her. It was really fucking upsetting. So he just... Like, she kind of, like, grabs his ankle in, like, a pleading... Kind of, like, please don't burn me alive. And he's like, oh, hi, Anna. And then he just fucking stakes her. Yeah. Right through the heart. And Damon's lying there watching, like, ugh. 
Yeah, Damon can't move. He was personally remained by John Gilbert. And Uncle John goes up the stairs and sets everything on fire and everybody starts burning up. And (laughs) I loved the part in the scene where Damon kind of rolls over and he sees Meryl Lockwood and he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) Yeah, it's like he's not like worried about like getting out. He's just like, Meryl Lockwood, huh? And Meryl Lockwood's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm a vampire. What's your excuse? (laughs) Yeah, but before Meryl Lockwood could explain himself, he like backs up away from Damon onto like the lap of another vampire, presumably. And that vampire just fucking snaps his neck real quick. Yeah. Oh, he's like, Mayor Lockwood, oh, I can get my revenge right now as I die. Yeah. I feel like that's probably a better way to go, though. Yeah. burning alive. Seriously. So he did him a favor. Yeah, good job, guy. Nice revenge plan. (laughs) So uh, I think the device stops working at that point. So, like, Stefan and Elena and Alaric are in the alley, like, what's going on? It doesn't make sense. And Stefan's like, obviously, Bonnie did not actually do the spell. And he's like, but we saw it. She did. But then they're all like, we are dumb. We asked Bonnie to help us to protect vampires after everything that happened with her grandma, RAP. Like, honestly, we're so stupid. Yeah, we shouldn't have asked her to do it. She lied. Yeah, and they're just like, where's Damon? Oh, I don't know. Let's continue to have this conversation. (laughs) And then we check in on on our trio in the car crash. And Matt seems to be fine. Caroline appears to be fine and keeps on insisting she's okay. Yeah. She's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Let's look at, let them look at Tyler because he apparently took the worst of the impact or something. Mm Mm-hmm. So the paramedics or whatever are standing over him, and he's, like, not super responsive. So they, like, open one of his eyelids. I'm not sure if that's, like, a medical procedure in an emergency <laughs> Well, like, situation. check his pupils or something. That's I don't true. Know. And when they open his eyelids, they, like, flashed, like, brownish-yellow real quick. And they were like, oh, What was that? Yeah, they were shocked. But then everybody gets distracted because Caroline just out of nowhere topples over. And we're like, Caroline! Oh, yeah. So we don't know what's going on there, but it doesn't seem good. No. And while this is happening, we check in on the apothecary upstairs. And Claire Lockwood? Is that her Carol. Name? Carol. I feel like that's the second time you've done that. Stop trying to give that bitch my name. I'm sorry. I don't know. Because I'm looking at you and I'm thinking of a C name. <laughs> so... Carol Lockwood goes and unchains Sheriff Forbes out of the cuffs, and she's like, they got Mayor Lockwood, or my husband. Something's happened to him. Something's happened to him, but he isn't a vampire. So we get that important tidbit of information. So either Mm -hmm. she lying... Okay, can I tell the people my prediction? Yeah. I think that Mayor Lockwood and Tyler are werewolves, and that's why they're so aggressive. Hmm. An interesting theory. I feel like this is based mostly on Twilight, but I know that <laughs> vampires and werewolves exist in the same universe. Well, we know something's going on with them. For sure. But we'll have to wait until next season to find out for sure. <sighs> Sweet Jesus, I know. <laughs> Luckily, we don't have to like wait through the summer through some reruns. We can just jump right to it. Uh, the modern blessing <laughs> of technology. Binging. We can bing it. Oh, no. 
Um, so, yeah, they're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> she doesn't, like, express any concern for the fact that Sheriff Forbes was just, like, chained to a desk <laughs> randomly. She's, like, She's like, I've been looking everywhere for you. What have you been doing? <laughs> She just wants to complain about her own husband. Yeah, she's a real piece of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so we look back in the burning basement, and literally everybody in the basement except for Damon is on fire. He's like lying in the middle of the room by himself, and somehow like everybody else has already been consumed by the flames, but him. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's like kind of on the farthest wall, but at the same time, like fire doesn't just wait around in an area for a little bit until the person is ready to be consumed by the hot flames. No. Like that shit was unrealistic. But he's still kicking. Mm-hmm. And our friends, uh, Stefan and Elena, I don't know what happened to Alaric. Oh, Elena asked him to take Jeremy home. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. So Stefan and Elena track down Uncle John Gilbert and they're like, Where's Damon? And Stefan's like, I can hear it. They're burning people. There's a fire. I can hear them screaming or whatever. And Uncle John's like, he's down there with the rest of the women where he belongs. Why don't you go and try to save him, Stefan? You'll die in the process, which works great for me. Oh, yeah. Then I won't have to kill you later. So they kind of give Father Uncle John a dirty look and try to scuffle past him. But he fucking grabs Elena's arm and he's like, you will not go down there or something. Yeah, he's like, hell no, niece, quote unquote, of mine. And Elena's like, I'm asking you to let me go and let us save him. He's like, none of that, that doesn't matter to me. And she says, as my father, it should. I know. And then he gets this look on his face like, she knows. But I don't understand what really changes for Father Uncle John in this circumstance. Like, he knows she's his daughter. Yeah. I guess he just wanted it to be a secret forever. Yeah. So he could pretend not that he's, like, not doing this mostly for her. Oh, God. In his own weird, horrible, evil, twisted way. He's the worst. He is. And he's like, you know? She's like, well, now I do. Yeah. Oh! Like, I wasn't sure before. Thanks for the confirmation, Daddy. And so he, like, stares wistfully into middle distance, and she just runs around him, and he doesn't stop her. I know. <sighs> so Stefan, like, goes into the building, but it's super on fire, and Bonnie just, like, ambles up from out of nowhere. She's, like, calm as fuck. Yeah. She's, like, not even hurrying. She's just, like, strolling by, by, like, happenstance. And then she just, like, grabs Elena's wrist and is like, I'm real sorry, like... That I lied to you and everything, but hold up. A spirit to us must Latin, Latin. And she just starts chanting like this really complicated spell, and suddenly, like, the flames on the staircase like recede so Stefan could go down there and zoom Damon back up. Yeah, so the fire pulls just long enough for Damon or for Stefan to go down and grab Damon and get back up. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, Bonnie, I guess, you know, you're kind of making up for earlier. Her hair is also looking a lot better. Her bangs are like swept to the side or something, and she's her bangs are she didn't flat iron it today. Where she's lying, I feel like when she has her hair flat ironed, she's the evil twin, and when her hair is curly and no bangs, then she's the good twin. Yeah, like I know that they're not actually twins, and it's just one person, but that's my new theory. That's how I feel when I straighten my hair. <laughs> 
Uh, and it's kind of like uh, the inverse of Elena and Catherine because we know Elena to have pin straight hair, but Catherine tends to have curly hair, so it's the reverse with them. Oh, wow. Do you think the writers really thought this through? I doubt it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, writers. But uh, apparently, at some point in this uh, whole scene, they like go back to the Mystic Grill and somebody tells somebody else that they're selling the story that there was old wiring in, in that building and that's why it caught fire. And I'm like... Okay, but what about all the people who died in there? Like, they all just... They're all strangers, to... except for Mary Lockwood. Oh, that's true, because they're mostly the tomb vampires. Yeah. I, I was, like, really surprised that they didn't claim that a mountain lion chewed through the wires. It's the first non-animal <laughs> death in the town's history. <laughs> and Stefan and Elena have this moment here where... They talk about how he just can't hate Damon no matter how hard he tries and he really cares about him and Elena cares about him too. But then she's like, but I love you, Stefan. You have nothing to worry about. She says, I love you like a thousand times and he keeps on arguing. And she's like, shut the fuck up. I love you. Yeah. The scene was really annoying. Yeah. It was really, just take it. And finally, he, like, accepts her love or whatever, and she's like, all right, anyway, I'm going to go pick up my dress, swing by the house, and see how Jeremy's doing. (laughs) They're just so calm after, like, this giant catastrophe. I mean, they have been involved in a lot of, like, murder situations this season. I feel like this was worse. They're being desensitized, or at least Elena is. Yeah, and she just found out today that... Father of Muldron was our dad. <laughs> she's just chill about everything. <laughs> Maybe she's in shock. I yeah. don't know. Uh, I would be in shock if that man was my father. I mean, nobody she cared about died. So I guess she just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I guess that's like what her new normal is, right? Like. Yeah, like she didn't like Anna as far as I know, especially because Anna kidnapped her that one time. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, speaking of Anna, Jeremy is not feeling so great. No, he is not. So he's at home, sulking around in his room, looking at the vial of the blood in his desk, and Damon just walks in. Okay, so Damon is like, hey man, you know, I have some bad news, Anna is dead. And Jeremy was like, yeah, I figured that something like that was going to happen. And Damon kind of has a moment with, with Jeremy, and he says that I really wanted to help her, but I couldn't. Yeah. And then he's like, so just wanted to see if maybe you wanted me to take away your pain again, dude. Like, your choice, but I can totally do it. I didn't, like, I did it last time your girlfriend died. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, Jer- don't date Jeremy Gilbert because you will die. Oh, I know. It's so true. And Jeremy is like, no thanks. You think that you took my pain away, but it's still there. I always feel empty and I always feel alone, even if I don't know why. It's like red flags, warning signs happening right now. But Damon's like, okay, cool, peace. Yeah, (laughs) TTYL. But Jeremy does stop him to be like, does it help being a vampire and being able to turn off your feelings? And Damon has his like big moment in this scene, I guess. Yeah. He's like, Jeremy... Life sucks either way, but you don't have to feel bad about it. And then he finally admits that he does have his humanity on now. Yeah. He's like, I had it off for a long time and life was a lot easier, but... Yeah. And I'm like, you 
you dumbass. Hashtag feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so across town at the hospital, I'm assuming we are outside of Mystic Falls city limits now since we're at a hospital. Right? It also looks like a school. It's like... Yeah. It was like probably filmed on the same side as the school. It was one level in like three rooms. Yeah. Uh, Matt and Tyler are there waiting to find out what's going on with Caroline. And this harrowing experience has made Matt like not really care that Tyler tried to fuck his mom. Yeah. That'll so do it. They kind of reunite as bros and then sheriff forbes comes out and she's like caroline has internal bleeding they're doing everything they can oh no and that's the last we hear about caroline she's just like apparently in the hospital fighting for her life and it's like super back burner (laughs) to everything else that's going on right now it's like not even a major concern which is sad because i love caroline and i feel super bad that i did not like her in the first few episodes well People change. Opinions change. It's okay. Yes. We also used to think Matt was okay. Ugh, God. <laughs> I feel like I knew he was bad from the beginning. But there was a brief moment where it seemed like he might be a good dude. That's true. But hey, there's six more seasons. Who the hell knows what's going to happen with any of them yeah, besides me? Yeah, time, especially <laughs> in teenager years. Yeah. So now that sheriff forbes has concerned everyone by telling them that caroline has internal bleeding she looks at tyler and she's like tyler have you called your mom and he's like yeah i called her and left her a voicemail and she's like you need to call her it's your dad i'm just like jesus sheriff forbes should he be good at this shit like, yeah right just like give somebody vague advice and tell them to go find their mom how many people have died in mystic falls this year you think you'd have enough practice like telling people their family is dead <laughs> So we go back to Jeremy, who is like looking in the mirror and he drinks Anna's vial of blood and makes a face like he just took a shot of really cheap vodka or something. Yeah, warm. And then he like gets like a travel toiletry bag out and pulls out Elena's old pain meds. Yeah, which is it's anacetaminophen, which is Tylenol. Yeah. They were the big boys. Like, of fucking course, if Jeremy Gilbert is going to try to kill himself, he's going to do pills. Like, if you really meant it, like, you'd get a knife, dude. I know. Don't kill yourself. Suicide is bad. Not you, Jeremy Gilbert. Like, kids out there listening. Yeah. Just because I'm giving advice on which are the better methods doesn't mean you should do it. Tell the people, Claire. Thank you. 1-800-SUICIDE is probably a suicide hotline, I hope. I hope so, too. (laughs) But anyway, he, like, crawls into his bed to die, I guess. Yeah, but I don't think should... we check in on him after that. No, he just gets, like, super sweaty. And as somebody who has taken my fair share of, like, over-the-counter, I guess, painkillers <gasps> or period cramps, like, that shit is just going to give you a really bad stomachache. But he took yeah. a lot, so it might be enough to kill him. Who knows? Yeah, we'll have to find out next season. Oh, God. Uh, so downstairs... Uh, Damon is leaving the house after his confab with Jeremy and Elena comes up and they meet on the front porch and she's like what are you doing here Damon Uh, yeah and he just like pretty much opens up to Elena like immediately and they have a little heart to heart he's like Elena I'm just like trying to come to terms with what happened today like I came into this town wanting to completely destroy it and now I want to protect it who am I and 
why did you decide that I was worth saving at some point down the line? Because <laughs> I'm not a good person. Also, a, a title of an episode in the last season, you decided I was worth saving. Oh my God, stop. I can't hear about this. Oh, I think we actually skipped a scene um, back in town with Bonnie and Stefan. Oh. Like, Bonnie goes up to Stefan and just, like, lays out this ultimatum. Like, if Damon doesn't get his shit together, I will kill both of you. Elena is my best friend, and but I don't care. Yeah, if there is any innocent blood killed, I will kill Stefan or Damon, <laughs> and I don't care if I have to take you down with him, yes. Stefan. So that out of the way, back to the porch. Um, Elena is just like, oh, well, yeah, I care about you, Damon, whatever. And he, like, very sensually kisses her cheek. It was very slow and lingering. Yeah, and then they just stare at each other intensely for, like, many long moments. Mm-hmm. And Beth started screaming a little bit. <laughs> I was like, what? What's happening? And Damon goes in for the kiss, and Elena's like, hell yeah. And then they're just making out on the porch. And yeah. Beth screamed oh my a lot. Gosh. I did. I couldn't believe it, like, after all of this time, and after Elena's big speech just, like, an hour before about how she loves Stefan and that he's got nothing to worry about with Damon... Then she's just making out with him. Oh my gosh. Yep. And then the door opens and Aunt Jenna is standing there and she's like, Hey, uh, Elena, I think you should probably come inside. It's pretty late. Yeah. <laughs> and like the look on her face is the look on all of our faces. Yeah. Like what the fuck? And Damon's just standing there like dazed and like touching his lips. <laughs> I know. And so Elena goes inside and they close the door and she's like, I don't want to talk about it. And she goes into the kitchen and Aunt Jenna just like pieces out. Yeah, Aunt Jenna just like can't deal with this bullshit right now. She's like, man, I can't even get Alaric to fuck me and now you've got two hotties on the line. This is not fair. <laughs> also remember the aunt, the time that Aunt Jenna was flirting with Damon at Oh yeah, there. maybe she's jelly. Oh, maybe. Interesting. I never thought of that before. But Elena goes into the kitchen and Uncle John Gilbert's there and he starts trying to like explain himself and say, you know, I fell in love with Isabel at first sight and I hate vampires so much partially because she became such a monster, blah, blah, blah. I was hoping you might understand. And Elena's like drying some dishes and like putting him away through this whole conversation. It's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, just like very like low-key and father uncle john kind of gets a little closer to her mm-hmm. and she's drawing a knife and then she just fucking grabs his hand and chops off all of his fingers including <laughs> that fucking gaudy ass ring yep hallelujah this is my favorite scene one of my favorite scenes in the entire series uh, she chops right. off his fingers pins him to the refrigerator and he's like Catherine. Oh. and she, she gets a face boner and she says Hi, John. Bye, John. And then she stabs him right in the gut. Oh, my God. So this is when I really started screaming. I was like, it's her. It is Catherine. I was just, like, losing my shit. Oh, my gosh. So So Catherine has been here for two seconds, and she already, like, fucked with Damon's head by kissing him uh as Lena and, like, stabbed the shit out of Uncle John Gilbert in the kitchen. Catherine, you a cold-hearted bee, but I love you. She gets shit done. She does. So, oh, my God. So then we see the real Elena (laughs) walk up to the front door, and she's like, good night, Stefan, love you. And then she... 
opens up the door and then to black it's the episode is over well first she's like jeremy oh, <laughs> like yeah. and then she starts walking toward the kitchen I'm like there is so much shit going on in this house right now you have no idea oh my god you're in for a treat elena i was like so many cliffhangers all at once uh, yeah so what are the cliffhangers so jeremy has his imminent death coming from overdose on acetaminophen. And apparently becoming a vampire. And becoming, yeah, becoming a vampire. But he has to find someone to feed on first. Yeah. Before he can become one. True. But he will. He can just go downstairs and, like, suckle on Uncle John's stomach wound. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was really suckle, gross. Suckle on stomach wound. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's potential vampire. There's Damon thinking that Elena just made out with him. Yeah. Uh, there's Catherine on the loose. Very much stabbed Uncle John Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bonnie's gone rogue. <laughs> Mayor Lockwood is dead. And Caroline is like in the hospital unconscious. And something's Tyler going on with Tyler. Off. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a lot of fucking loose ends. It is. Wow. Yeah. Try so. to come to terms with all of it. Quite an episode. As I've said before, this show does season finales better than almost any show I've ever seen. This was the best episode of the season, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. This really sets the standard for all future season finales. And the next two, if you can believe it, are even more fucking insane. Than this. Oh, the next two season finales or yeah. the next two episodes? Okay. Oh, I don't know about the next two episodes. Gotcha. I don't remember what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this was so good. I was I was literally yelling and screaming mm-hmm. at the TV. She was freaking out. It was great. I was. And I was even still freaking out a bit. I've seen this episode many times. And, like, the whole episode, I'm like, I can't wait until we get to the front porch in the Gilbert kitchen just so I can see Beth's face. I They tricked me. I didn't I didn't think it was Catherine at all. Because yeah. they didn't... I mean, I guess they kind of, like, hinted towards it a tiny bit at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. with the old-timey costume. But I didn't know it was her. Because at this point, it's totally plausible for Elena to make out with Damon. I mean, sort of. There's chemistry there, for sure. There is, yeah. I feel like it could happen. Yeah. And to be honest, I was, like, kind of happy it did. Stefan's just... I uh, Yeah. Um, watching it knowing that it's Catherine, you can see there's, like, subtle differences in Nina Dobrev's performance uh-huh. that show, like, she's different than she is as Elena. And, like, Nina Dobrev is a really good actress. Yeah. Like... Playing a character impersonating her doppelganger in a really subtle way. Like, it's very impressive. Big fan. Good job, Nina. I want to go back and watch, like, the last ten minutes of this episode again, for sure. But I felt like I did get that darkness from her when she was kind of, like, and trying to back off my business when she (laughs) came in off the porch. Yeah. So, I loved that. So much. Oh, it was so great. That was crazy. Yeah. Bravo, Vampire Diaries. And season two was so good. So much. It's like even better than this season. I think it's the best season, and so much happens. We meet new characters. We learn new things about our current characters. Just all kind of hijinks. And 
shit gets really real. Oh, I can't wait. So I feel like we need to shout out and like RIP everybody who died in this season. I don't think we can get them all, but let's brainstorm. As you mentioned earlier, it's it all started with our friends uh, Hamish and Joan. No, Brooke and Darren. Yes, all right, Darren guys. in the very first episode when I was trying super hard to pay attention and keep track of all the characters. <laughs> For some reason, I can remember two walk-ons better than I can remember the names of our major characters. It's Bonnie. It's Bonnie. <laughs> Uh, so there's them. There's the camping couple uh, who left his penis in the car. <laughs> yep. There was Mr. Tanner. Oh, RIP. Only teacher besides Alaric. Logan fell twice. Vicky. Vicky. Uh, Vicky's drug friends. Bree. Bree. Lexi. Uh, who the fuck else? I know there were a lot. Frederick and other various tomb vamps. Okay. Beth Ann. Oh, Beth Ann. That's my name. Yeah. Harper. Pearl. Harper and Pearl and Anna. Anna. Grams. Oh, Grams. Oh my god. R.I.P. Pearl. Mayor Lockwood. <laughs> I'm not sad about that. Various other tomb vampires. <laughs> we must be missing like 20 people. I know. There was way more than this. Yeah. Almost, uh, what's her name from Miss Mystic Falls pageant? Amber. <laughs> Almost bump jerk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, we've lost a lot of people. And we lost Alaric for a second. And we lost Uncle John for a second, but they came back. Oh, I wish we lost Uncle John forever. Yeah. Alaric, I love. I still mm-hmm. love him. Yeah, he was barely in this episode at all, except to just kind of like help other people yeah and I was like wow I kind of felt like he had more story this season but I guess it was mostly Isabel related shit yeah yeah (laughs) so uh, I guess uh we can just go right into who you want to punch I think we probably have the same answer He punched Sheriff Forbes in the back of the head. And that was like the least fucked up thing he did in this episode. I know. I'm still more mad that he had a meeting with her deputies without inviting her <laughs> to be truthful. Yeah. But he did get his fingers chopped off and stabbed in the stomach. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was worth it. He deserved it. that. That was worth it. But he's... Him and Jeremy and their rhetoric about the vampires, mm-hmm. like, this episode was super disturbing. It yeah. was like, they can't explain why they hate these people, but just that they do, and that they have for a long time, and that it's the history of the town because of the founders. Mm-hmm. And I think we also should answer the question, for the whole season, who you want to punch? I was thinking that we should do a season-wide. Yeah. Maybe it's because he's fresh in my mind, but I kind of feel like Uncle John Gilbert still for that. I feel... I think that is valid. I'm toying with the idea of Stefan is whom I want to punch for this whole season because I feel like all of these events wouldn't be set in motion if he wasn't so fucking selfish. Yeah. And there's, like, some departed friends like Logan Fell who are super punch-worthy, but they've been gone for so long. Yeah. 
And I feel like they were just kind of like lead-ups to the boss that is Uncle John. You know what I mean? <laughs> they were like, like the, the dungeon Ganondorf. bosses and Uncle John is Ganondorf. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I just can't get over him viciously killing Pearl and Anna, clocking Sheriff Forbes. You're right. It's definitely Uncle Yeah. John. He's just... Ugh. And... You know, Elena is a very forgiving person. She loves everybody. And the fact that her reaction to learning Uncle John Gilbert is, oh, shit, I hope that's not true. That tells you how fucked up he is. It does. And she's like, my family I actually care about. (laughs) Yeah. So fuck you, Uncle John Gilbert. He's a true monster. Enjoy the stab wound. You fuck. I hope that now that his ring is off, that Catherine just finishes him off because that's what was protecting him. When yep. his ring isn't on him, he could just die. Mm-hmm. Can he ever? <sighs> so why are men in this episode and in this whole season? Oh, gosh. In this episode, I mean, I know I've talked about it a million times, but I feel like the men are pretty much responsible for all of the destruction that go on here. Yeah. Um, it was all men in the revenge club. It was all men in the vamp gang. That was what I meant by revenge club. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were calling the revenge club Marilock Wooden. <laughs> Uncle John. They were the prevenge, I guess. Yeah, so we had like these two group of white men, two groups of white men who were just plotting and angry and pissed off. Yeah. Whereas the women, Anna and uh, Sheriff Forbes, were like, hold up. Let's maybe not murder everybody. Yeah. It's just a crazy idea I had. With, um, with Caroline interfering with Meryl Lockwood and Tyler. Yeah. So we had three women come into scenarios where men were being aggressive and preparing for violence or ready to kill everybody. Yeah. And there is that fucked up moment where, like, after the car crash... Caroline is just like, I'm fine, I'm fine, take care of the men, I'm fine. But really, she's bleeding internally and, like, might die. Yeah. <laughs> just, I know, that was disturbing, especially now she's, like, in surgery and we don't know what's going on with her. Yeah. But it goes to show that, like, women very often kind of cast their own feelings aside for men to be taken care of first. Yeah. And I think season-wide... The thing that ties in in this episode really strongly is Stefan's, like, possessive boyfriend shit. So he just, like, fly, like flies into Elena's <laughs> life. He just busts into it, fucks everything up because he becomes obsessed with her, tries to make all of her decisions for her, doesn't let her have her own agency, constantly keeps information from her. Uh, he admits in this episode... or. Damon finds out when he asks Elena that Stefan never talked to her about, like, Damon being in love with her. He only talked to Damon. Because, like, why bother having an honest conversation with your girlfriend about how she feels about it? True. He just, like, doesn't value her opinion. He thinks he knows what's best, and he controls everything. And then he becomes, like, this jealous rage machine when it's suggested that Damon is into her. And... He tries, again, to just, like, hold on to her so tightly. It's like, I feel like Princess Leia and he's Grandma Tarkin. And, like, the tighter you grip, like, the more star systems will slip through your fingers. That was beautiful. 
That was not the exact quote. I'm kind of ashamed. But I, I like to tie things into Star Wars. No, that's good. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think that we saw the situation escalate as we continued through the episodes. Because at first it seemed like maybe it was just kind of like an innocent relationship and mm-hmm. it was budding. But the warning signs were there from the beginning and it just continued to get aggressively worse as we went further down into their relationship. And I feel like that's how these things happen in real life relationships too, right? It starts mm-hmm. little by little until you become desensitized to it. And yeah. then eventually you're no longer talking to your best friend because you have like a man in your life who doesn't, not that he's preventing it, but he's preventing it. Yeah, just actively. by his mere presence in exactly. her life. Yeah, isolating her from her friends and family. Like she was lying to all of her friends and to her family and like living the secret life, like always siding with him through everything, putting him before everything and just like sacrificing all this other shit that used to matter to her. Exactly. Now, what I'm thinking of is, do you think that the writers of the show are aware of this or that it's just so deeply ingrained into our culture that the story could be told without it seeming like a bad thing? I don't know. It's really hard to say because I feel like we're supposed to be rooting for Stefan. Yeah. That's how I, I feel like I'm supposed to be. And a lot of people love Stefan. Uh-huh. And they really love the Stefan Elena relationship, but it's fucked up. It is fucked up. And it's kind of like a vampire romance thing that happens. Like, it's more similar to Twilight than, like, Buffy, but just this, like young teen girl just subjugating herself completely to this old vampire yeah and like letting him become her entire world and it's not healthy but it's treated like this grand romance it is and that's fucked up and i don't like it it ain't right no it ain't why are men we still don't know we've inched ever so slightly closer through the course of this season my initial analysis why are men is jealousy entitlement rage (laughs) you're allergic i'm allergic to men send help (laughs) i wish there was an epi pen against men epi men (laughs) i love it all right Finally, who should have done it? All right, this is going to be a hot take, but (gasps) I want Elena and Damon together. You got there at last. I did. I was happy when they were making out. Like, I was also very shocked, and it also wasn't them. But when I thought that it was, I was like, oh, shit. Also, that's going to cause a lot of really good drama in the show if it happens. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. That was my vote for this episode, and I think also my vote for this season. Wow. It's, it was escalating to this point the whole time. Yeah, I mean, Plus they Damon have been laying the groundwork. Hmm? Damon is better than Stefan, and he's more attractive. I agree. I you? liked uh, earlier in the episode, uh, before the Founders event, when Elena was like talking to Damon at the Mystic Grill, was like Damon or Stefan's really sensitive about like this whole thing and I know we're friends and that's cool but maybe you could stop doing those flirty little comments and that eye thing (laughs) I'm like what like having beautiful eyes yeah (laughs) and having them open around you 
but who should have done it in this episode? I mean, I'm very much against this in like the grand theory of who should have done it in general, but for her sake, I wish that Anna and Jeremy would have done it so she could have like one last moment of happiness because for whatever reason, she's super into him yeah. and I want her to have what she wants, even if it's disgusting. I can respect that. I'm really ashamed to have said that as a who should have done it, but my season-wide who should have done it is Damon and Alaric. Oh, I like it. You've brought it up a few times, and yeah. there's something there. There's a chemistry. There's a kind of like a love-hate thing. Enemies to lovers. It's a classic tale. Yeah, and they're kind of like partners in crime with their like rogue vampire hunting. Yeah, I'm into it. I love it. So I can't believe it. We're, you know, at the end of the last episode of our first season. We've come so far. We have. This episode is much better than our first episode. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Uh, So you've learned a lot about vampires over the course of this season. You knew nothing in the beginning. No, I knew literally nothing. And now I make vampire references to my cats all the time. (laughs) Do they respond? They do. A lot of times, Satirius just sits outside of the doorway when I want him to come in from the hall, and I'm like, I'm inviting you in! (laughs) Oh, you finally learned that rule. I have. So, obviously, I know that you like the show. Yeah. Coming into this, did you think that you would like the show this much? It's hard. I don't remember. (laughs) Kind of. But I think that I was going to like it, but probably not much mm-hmm. i'm a huge fan of teenage dramas oh yeah i'm a huge fan of like one hour drama television that's mostly character based mm-hmm. in the past i haven't been as like fantasy driven like vampires magic werewolves whatever yeah um but this has like all of the elements of like a great teen drama it has like sexy people it has like <laughs> fast moving plot points that sometimes don't make sense mm-hmm. romance violence weird familiar familial relationships <laughs> that I can't keep track of yeah a lot of like soap operatic stuff thrown into like yeah. you're secretly my father <laughs> you're adopted you're you have a doppelganger <laughs> yeah Yes, I love this show, obviously. I've loved it for a long time. I'm seeing it differently now that we're talking about it, and I'm really excited to get to the later seasons and see mm-hmm. how like my opinions change on the plot lines and the characters. Especially in later seasons, I'm looking forward to actually concentrating and figuring out what the fuck is going on. <laughs> because some of the plots just get really complicated. And gotcha. I never really bothered to keep track. Um, we got... A review from a listener who said she was really excited for us to get to season six, which is also one of my favorite seasons. So shout out to you. Uh, She left us a very lovely iTunes review under the name TAD and some numbers, I believe. Yes. Thank you, girl. It brought a tear to my eye. Yes. We appreciate you. Uh, We also got a lovely review from a young lady named Angie. uh, Angie, Who shared with us that uh, she and a friend have started a podcast recapping supernatural and i i wholeheartedly endorse making podcasts about your favorite shows i think their show is called something about an impala yeah the impala files yes the underscore impala files 
I don't know what that means. I've never watched Supernatural because I hate Dean from Gilmore Girls so much that I could never watch a show that he was the star of. But I never go watched for it, Supernatural girls. Supernatural because it replaced Roswell on the CW, <laughs> and I'm an old lady. So yeah. But maybe we'll start and listen along. Yeah. Best of luck in your endeavors. Yes, and thank you for the review. It means a lot to us. Thank you, everybody who listened and reviewed this season. Like, we're just a couple of assholes who decided we wanted to do a podcast. And people have actually listened and given us some really nice reviews and feedback. So we really appreciate you. It makes our tiny cold hearts, or at least my tiny cold heart, grow a couple of sizes. Yeah, absolutely. When we started, I think in our first episode, we're like, all right, we're just recording this into the ether. But I think our first episode has over 500 unique views right now, right? Oh my gosh. I haven't checked in a while, but that sounds about right. Yeah, so thanks for listening. And um, this ended up being a lot, not more fun. Like I knew it was going to be fun, but it more rewarding because Mm. we have like followers involved and the people are listening and our friends want to be on the show and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we also have some exciting guests coming up in season two. We do. Yes. Uh, So I think for the season two premiere, we're going to have a very special guest. Yeah. One of my sisters will be in town and she'll be joining us, which is awesome. Well, actually, both of my sisters are going to be in town. So if they both want to join us, maybe we can set up some sort of panel. (laughs) So stay tuned. You don't know how many Kozlowski are going to be here, but it's going to be more than one. Both of my uncle's Johns are going to be in town next week for my wedding. <laughs> oh my god, hashtag uncle's John. Yes. All right, well, if you want to hit us up on social media, give us like a season review, any thoughts about the finale, anything at all, uh, hit us up on Twitter at the VD Diaries, or sorry, Mystic Follow Us on, on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Tumblr, any number of social networking sites that people who were born in the 80s would know what they are. Yes. <laughs> so not you can like... also try to search for us on Bing. Please bung Yes, us. please Bing us. <laughs> we're all over Bing. Actually, we. I want to try to Bing us. Is Bing still a thing? Yeah. Pull it up. I binged, some, I binged when the Stone Age was and put it on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't know. <laughs> What did we say? We were right, right that it was BC. <laughs> did we say it was the year 800? Uh, something like that. Oh, so good. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for coming on this journey with us. We love you. We love the Vampire Diaries. We can't wait for season two. Uh, it's going to be bigger and better than ever before. Stay safe out there. Don't get a dog whistled and incinerated. Yeah, words to live by. And watch out for your doppelganger. Yeah, you never know where they're lurking. <gasps> Mozzarella.